Oh, good morning. How's everybody doing? Very good. Well, I'm excited to share this morning. I am Kaylin Taylor, as I said. Uh, been the worship pastor here for about seven years. Um, I got my family up here. You see them running around barefoot fairly frequently on Sunday mornings. Um, uh, we have Evie, who has just turned three on Friday. She's super cute. And then up from there, we have little Rose, Clara, and Lillian. And those are my girls. Pretty cute, huh? Thank you. Affirm it. And Jenna, my wife. She's been, she's been working like full time this last week for the first time ever. And uh, it's almost like I've forgotten her. She's a memory to me uh, this, this morning. But she's been amazing. She is at home. Unfortunately, with our three-year-old, uh, had a little fever. So happy birthday, Evie. But um, they are beautiful, and I love them. I, uh, I wanted to start this morning with just kind of uh, talking to the church from the heart of a girl dad. Can I, can I do that for you? Church, I love you. And I think you're beautiful. I, uh, I have great faith and expectation for who God has called you to be, this church in this city. My imagination is filled day by day with the dreams, God's dreams, I believe, of what you are called to be. And it just gets me excited every day of the week. I can't wait to find out what you'll become, but I love you today, even though sometimes we're a little immature as a church, and that's okay. We are growing, and, it's, and we are beautiful, and I love you. Okay, got that out of my system. <laughs> We're in the end of the last of the final um, series for Together. We're gathering together to, to, around the Word of God. We're gathering together um, uh, around um, something else that I had written down, sorry. You know, oh, yes, yes, thank you, Jonathan, from the back. We are gathering to get out of that consumption place and into a place of being engaged with one another and with the word of God. It is a temptation we're all aware these days to consume, to sit down and, and find something that someone else made to feed you, right? But God has made us for more. He's actually made us to be creators for us to receive from him and for us to give away as well. Overflow, maybe? So we're gathering together at tables to force ourselves into that mode, to look at somebody else in the eyes and say, I, there, there must be something that I can offer you, okay? So we're on the last one. We have been going through uh, 11 weeks. We're on the 12th week, and um, we are on the last bit of Hebrews lettuce to nibble on, if you know what I'm saying. We're going through all the, all the lettuce phrases, and this is the last one. It's coming out of Hebrews 13, 15. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to kind of zoom out, but go ahead and open up Hebrews 13, verse 15. We're going to nibble on the lettuce. I'm just going to read it. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name.
So I know what you guys are thinking. Um, I'm just going to tell you to sing louder. As the worship pastor, um, that, that, that probably would be the thing that I'd pull out of this verse. And uh, if you are thinking that, you're right. That is where we're going to land today, is that I want you to sing louder. I think the scripture asks us to, but uh, I hope you know my conviction for praise and worship is deep. But um, uh, I don't want you to just um, do it because I said it, or even do it because it said it in this one scripture, but I want you to go and get the conviction that God has for you to give him a sacrifice of praise. So we're going to zoom in real quick and, and find uh, some backing for this conviction. Um, when I started uh, preparing for this, I, just, I was reading through chapters 12 and 13 to just kind of get a feel for like, this is quite a statement, a sacrifice of praise. I really want to understand why that's a term here, a sacrifice of praise. What is that? Oh, how is that different from every other acknowledgement of praise or worship um, in, in, in Scripture? And what I found uh, reading through 12, chapters 12 and 13 is that um, I see this uh, instruction to continually offer the sacrifice of praise to him as a piece of the lifestyle of someone who has set their eyes on Jesus and on the eternal kingdom. I think we can all sense the days that we're in. And while the world is no stranger to darkness, um, the darkness has taken specific forms over the last maybe three to five years, right? It's like really clear. You can just point at it. And I, I want to read through some of these instructions for how, how, how do we, as, as the bride of Christ, waiting for his return, how do we walk through these days with our eyes set on him? So I want to read through some of the uh, instructions that came through ch chapter 13 real quick. And I want you to kind of listen to each of these instructions and imagine what does this look like? It, what would this look like in your life? Uh, and, and, and how would it contrast to the current, current expression of darkness in the world today? Okay, you can close your eyes, you can keep them open, whatever. But think about these things in your life. Continue in brotherly love. Yeah, you can, mm -hmm, for sure, if it hits. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Remember those who are in prison or mistreated. Let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Remember your leaders Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Not their entire lives, their faith. <laughs> Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. Goodness. Be strengthened by grace, not by foods. Oof. Go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. Brantley spoke on that last week. This one's ours. Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Do not neglect to do good and share what you have. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. Amen.
So we have all these instructions. And while they may seem difficult, some of them, I believe they are indeed right, fruitful, helpful, and would lead us to the goal. We are a people, a bride in waiting. Our destiny is set and our hearts are set and our task at hand while we wait for our union is clear. We are to be and to prepare the bride of Christ radiant and ready. So now that we see um, this verse, this sacrifice of praise kind of in this macro context of all of these instructions, um, I want to unpack it kind of in its micro context. So reading just that, just that verse uh, right before it, I think we're going to be reading 12 through 15 now. This is taking what we spoke on, what the Brantley spoke on last week of, of going out to him. And remember the context here was that um, when, uh, when the priest would sacrifice the lambs for the sin of the Israelites, they would, or the, the goats, they would take them out of the city and they would sacrifice them there. And so Jesus too was taken outside of the city. And so it says, go out to him to offer up this sacrifice. Let's read it. Verse 12. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. So I think it's important to see this verse, this sacrifice of praise verse in the context of going out of the camp and bearing the reproach he endured. Jesus went outside of the city to the altar and he endured the cross for the joy set before him. And he offered up a sacrifice from that place that was pleasing to God. He went out, he endured for the joy set before him and he offered a sacrifice. So now when I see this verse of our instruction, I see that we're invited to follow him in that experience. When we accept the cup of his covenant, just like Jesus accepted the cup of the fathers, we go out, and we forsake the world, its comforts and its empty promises. We endure his reproach, which is the world's response to his name and his ways. The world does not like his name and it does not like his ways. And so if we walk in those, we will endure his reproach. And then for the joy set before us, which is the union with him that is coming for that joy, we offer up a sacrifice. Not a sacrifice of blood any longer, but rather a sacrifice, or sorry, through the sacrifice of Jesus and his blood, we are granted to walk through his portal of righteousness and offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. 
I see Jesus inviting us into intimate relationship in this process. Because I think we all know that the best way to form relationships is through shared experiences, right? Your best friends from camp or high school, the dumb stuff you did, like no matter how great or how bad the things you did together, brotherhood, sisterhood is formed, right? Through shared experiences. And so now we see Jesus inviting us into a shared experience and into the intimate relationship. As we participate in this invitation, we become a partner in his suffering, in his joy, in his sacrifice, and in his glory, which is the pleasing and the delight of his father. We are a people a bride in waiting, our destiny is set and our hearts are set and our task at hand is clear. We are to be and to prepare the bride of Christ, radiant and ready. And this is the process he invites us in that we would know him. Okay, so that's my like in the clouds theoretical. And I know some people are just wanting to know what, what practically are we gonna do, okay? So I wanna read through this verse and we're just gonna think about each word in its order specifically, okay? If you want to write down your own thoughts here, that'd be great. Um, uh, this might help as we discuss in a minute, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through each and, and kind of talk about each one. So through him, say through him. Through who? Jesus! Slain and risen through his sacrifice and his blood. Let us offer. Say, let us offer. So all who go out to him, individually, corporately, together, we get to offer him. Continually. Say, continually. This is without ceasing. You can let your imagination think about what that means. Sacrifice. Say, sacrifice. Matthew 9, 13, Jesus says, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So traditionally, sacrifice was almost exclusively blood for sin. But now we see in our resurrection view that the definition of sacrifice has now been tied to his gift of mercy. His blood that was shed was the final blood sacrifice that was needed, but yet we're invited to come and sacrifice something. And it's through his mercy. Praise, say praise. praise. It's defined here specifically as a thank offering presented to God for some benefit received. Some benefit, what benefit might it be? Mercy, maybe, Offer a sacrifice of praise for a benefit received, which is his mercy. His forgiveness and remittance of our sin for the passing over of the angel of death from our doorway. His mercy that relieves us of the eternal consequence of our sin and releases us into eternal life, which is to live in the city that is to come where he is our God and we are his people. This is his mercy. We give him a sacrifice of praise for his mercy, which is the fruit of lips that acknowledge 
his name. This is like such a helpful <laughs> tag on to the end of the verse. I'm so glad uh, that it wasn't left out. A sacrifice of praise is the fruit of the lips that acknowledge his name. When we're going out to him and we're enduring his reproach because we said yes to his name, we said yes to his ways, we're enduring the reproach. So what should we do but offer him a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, the noise that comes out of our mouth in response to who he is, to his name. That is what this praise is about. So we acknowledge his name. He consistently saved Israel, not for their own sake, right? We hear it's in there all the time. I don't save you for your own sake. I save it for the sake of my name. What does that mean? That his name would be rightly represented and known throughout the earth and that no one would have the right to defame the name of Yahweh that when people would look at Israel, they would not gain the right to defame their God, but they would always look and he would receive glory for who he is, for what he's done with this stiff-necked people. His name is worthy to be praised. So we open our mouths to give a right response to the glory of his name. God has been very clear throughout the entirety of scripture that it is right and healthy and helpful and our duty to make our praise heard in the earth with audible shouts, songs, thanks, and declarations of his glory. We, it's all throughout scripture. There's these seven Hebrew words for praise and they all have a different expression, but almost every single one of them is calling you to visibly and audibly offer your praise to him. If we find ourselves constantly contained within our minds, I beseech you to make an intention to open your mouth and offer a sacrifice of praise for his name's sake. And rest assured, you are always better served personally by the things that serve his purposes. So if we find ourselves, whatever it is, discouraged, just stuck, angry, whatever it is, the, the truth is that opening our mouth to acknowledge his name, not our experience, not our circumstances, all, none of that really helps. I'm sure we've all experienced that process. Um, venting rarely actually brings us life. But declaring the truth of who God is, the glory of his name, will set things right. It's just like a, the physics of the kingdom, you know? You can't get around it. All right, so I wanna, I wanna summarize real quick and then we're just gonna get straight into discussion. Um, we are a people, a bride in waiting. We seek a city that is yet to come. And we have been invited to know Jesus, our groom, by partnering in his experiences. We accept the cup of his new covenant. We go out and we forsake the world. We endure his reproach, the world's response to his name and his ways. And we partner in the joy set before him, our unity with him, the city that is to come. And we offer up a sacrifice.
His was blood and ours is praise for his mercy. The fruit of lips, our lips that acknowledge his name. So as we wait, we find that praise is our tool and it is our weapon to keep our hearts and to keep our minds set on him. That's what I see praise being. For the last year, we've really been intentionally choosing songs that simply just reveal who Jesus is and allow us to respond rightly. And I believe that God has done wonders in our body and in your lives, my life, because we're continually coming and we're acknowledging his name. We don't, I don't need a whole lot of help processing. What I need help is remembering who he is. And so it is powerful. It is a tool and it is a weapon to keep your mind and your heart set on him. To help us endure the road that we walk between now and our union with him in the city that is to come. If y'all remember when, when, when Bobby spoke on gratitude, she said, gratitude is not Thanksgiving. Gratitude is a disposition of our heart. But Thanksgiving... Thanksgiving is like how we cultivate and maintain that disposition of gratitude. We can get to a place of gratitude, but we have to tend it. Nothing, nothing just, just sits right where it's left, right? It either grows or it dies. We either, we either take care of it or we neglect it. We're never, we never just get to keep whatever we were given right where it was without our participation and so this disposition of gratitude that I believe is, our, is a gift from God, it is our responsibility, our partnership with him to say, and I will give myself to this. I will maintain this disposition of gratitude by offering you a sacrifice of praise. I love the term sacrifice because I think it means costly. There are plenty of times that this praise doesn't want to just fall out of your mouth but that's okay. It's the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name, not the fruit of a soul that feels thankful. Okay? I want to get there and I think thanks will get me there, but it, it doesn't matter. He, doesn't, he, is, he is unchanging. His worthiness is unchanging and he's always worthy of praise. In our life, like the entire process you're in right now, whatever age you're at, is for the glory of his name, not for the completion of something that it's, it's not about us. I think we know that, but I just wanna make it clear. Another reason that it's always worthy to come and to give him praise is because our lives point toward him. And we're not waiting for something to get fixed in our lives because that would, that's what peace is. He is peace. He, it, it, it is about his name. And so, Everything that we are enduring, if we're enduring something, let it be unto him and let it be for him. And I will still give him praise because he is constantly and always worthy. That's what it, the sacrifice feels like. So in conclusion, like I said at the beginning, just sing louder, okay? <laughs> Open your mouth and give him praise. I love you, but I don't, when it comes to praise, I don't care if you're sad. I, 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 I mean, I, I care about you, 
but I know what he's worthy of and I know what you need. And it is to acknowledge his name. And so that's why we get up here every week and we look cheerful. It's not that I'm cheerful every Sunday morning. It's that he's worthy. And so thankfully we have rehearsal and I have like an hour and a half to like get, you know, whatever it is. Like the, yeah, I know that there's feelings. I know that you're a full, uh, you're a full human with your, your body and your soul and your spirit and all of it. But he's always worthy of a sacrifice of praise. And his joy is always available. And for the joy set before us, we're enduring. For the joy set before us, we offer up this sacrifice of praise. And so that's why every Sunday morning, he's worthy of our family's praise. It matters that you're joining in because you can worship at home and I hope you do and, and, and I do. But when we gather together, I want him to hear our city praise him. And your voice matters in that moment. Yeah, sing louder. <laughs> because it's resonating in your soul who he is. Amen? All right. So <sighs> the enemy knows that if he can ent just entice us to keep our thoughts and our praise inside of our own heads, that he's largely disarmed us. So consider it your labor, consider it your defense, and consider it your joy to praise him and to acknowledge his name as we wait for his return. Amen? Okay. There you go. Bam. That's my conviction for praise. And we're going to talk about this. Um, over this last year, like I said, um, there's, I, I felt like we've been stewarding the word of, of getting a, a, an eternal revelation of Jesus. We don't see him and know who he is. And, and, and I believe that's what our church was planted with. I, that's what I believe the Hardys brought down and shoved in the ground in College Station was a, a, an, an awareness and a revelation of Jesus Christ. So we've been stewarding that this last year. I believe this coming year, he's saying, I will teach you how to praise me. So this Sunday matters a lot to me um, because I think he is kicking something off. Um, Bobby, where's Bobby? Raise your hand. So Bobby said a year ago, the presence of God showed up in worship and she felt it and it was different and there was something different from that moment on. And that was a year ago this Sunday. So I believe that there's something special this Sunday. God's saying, I will give you something new. And I would offer you that he is saying, he is saying, not, not me, I will teach you how to praise me. And I think there is more behind that than we could even comprehend or understand. But a people who know how to offer him praise in all circumstances, how to, how, how to acknowledge his name in every season, no matter what's going on in the world, I think he's got something good in there.